Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today on Aim Higher, we are talking about the art of managing up or how to manage up without sucking up. Most people who are working in an organization have a boss, and most people want to look their best. Not many people want to look their worst. You want to show the boss you're capable, you're independent. Maybe you want to show the boss your leadership material. You want to lead without leading in a different direction than the boss's direction. So managing up, people may dismiss this skill, but it is a huge mistake. I think it's very important to learn how to communicate up and build relationships up in organizations. Because often we talk about leadership, we talk about management, and we think about managing our team, leading our team. We don't so much focus on our peers, which will be the subject of a different podcast, and we don't talk about managing up or communicating up without sucking up so that everybody else on the team doesn't see exactly what that is, even if the boss is falling for it, which causes its own problems. We'll talk about that in a different episode. But how to manage up without sucking up. And today we have a great panel to talk about it. But before I introduce them, I want to thank you for listening and sharing and commenting and rating the Aim Higher podcast. We appreciate it wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference. We appreciate you doing this. We appreciate you in general. We just appreciate you anyway. So thank you for writing in and sharing or tweeting back or whatever you do. We think it's great. So today, to talk about this subject of managing up without sucking up, we have Kathy King. Kathy is an expert in product and technology, services, products, <laughs> everything. Hello. Is that big enough, product and technology? I think that's perfect. It's yes. not even close to big enough for the world that Kathy manages. And then we have Drew Bordis. Drew. So inadequate. So inadequate. <laughs> Operations. <laughs> Oper let's stick with operations. You don't want any more fluff to the I don't think I can overall. match what you just did for Kathy. So. Well, few of us can match that. Few of us can. Few of us can. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with less. And we have Tammy Spade. Tammy, who is People Purpose Place. Yes. Nobody knows Perfect. what that means, but it's fabulous. No, I know. Oh, we know what I it know. means. Yeah, we do know what it means. Fabulous. So welcome back, Tammy. Thank you. Welcome back, Kathy. Thank you. Welcome back, Drew. Thank you. And managing up without sucking up, let's talk about that. So before I even get into it, what do you think about when I'm talking about this topic? What comes to mind? That I'm sitting in here with my boss. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to reveal your strategy. It's fraught yeah. with danger. Yes. <laughs> People don't realize. It's very clever of me, isn't it? Okay. In all seriousness, um, I, I think an important part of this is understanding the person what makes them tick? How do they think? How do they react to things? Because as a boss, right, or having a boss, especially at the manager, director, vice president, upper levels of the organization, you can do a lot of good. You can do a lot of damage just with one email, one comment. You can move a lot of stuff. So as you're talking to that person, be clear. You know, if, if I don't want a fire drill to happen out of what I'm about to tell you, then start with that. Hey, don't want to get you alarmed. This is just an FYI. Things like that. Just knowing that person. Mm, knowing style. The first thing that comes to my mind is anticipation. And I'm thinking of when you deliver a work product, maybe even a message to a boss, thinking one step beyond 
what you're sharing or what you've been asked to give. So if you've been asked to give a report, if you've been asked to provide an update on a project or pieces of you know statistics or data, think one step beyond that. What does this mean? What is it telling him or her? What need do they have? Why might they be asking for this? If I was receiving this, what would I want to know about it? It's anticipating their next need. I, I remember someone told me their success in consulting was delivering what the client asked for plus one level up. And I think that holds true for managing up. Try and anticipate the next need or the next step in that process or that ask. I like the plus one aspect mm-hmm. anyway, just plus one in yeah. general, whatever yeah. you're doing in well, life, plus one it. Yep. Well, and I also intend that to save time for everybody. So if, if you can be consistent about it, here's the questions I'm always going to ask about topic A. So if you're going to come to me on topic A and you don't have these questions answered, you're going to go back and answer them and then come back and do another meeting. And so just answer them in the first place. And it's not just being a jerk and, hey, match my style. It's here's how this is going to go. So let's all be prepared. I'll be consistent. You be consistent and just faster, more efficient, happier. I think sometimes it can be as small as understanding how they want to consume information. So do you want to be text in the evening? Do you want an email? Do you want a meeting? All of those things can add up to either a really good relationship where you can anticipate what they want or you're just you know, potentially managing up and driving crazy your boss. Yeah. Style and technique. I think understanding the communication technique, some people love email. Some people hate email. Some people want to drive by. Some people would like in person and matching that. You can't do it all the time, obviously, but as much as you can, Kathy, I think is a, is a good ad. And how do you maintain a good relationship with your boss? One thing that comes to me is honesty and transparency. So When people think about managing up, they might think it's all about never disagreeing, always saying yes, always agreeing, always doing what that person has asked you to do. And certainly there's room for that. But the higher a person is in an organization, the less honesty and transparency they have. So I think people value that. Now, that doesn't mean you're going in to lay a problem on their doorstep every time. But a good relationship is an authentic, open, honest relationship. So good. It's relationship. I think that's that's the thing. So many people treat their boss not as a relationship, but as a as a title, and they don't treat that person as a human. So, getting to know that, what are your concerns? I think there's questions you should ask. What here's a good one. What can I do better to help us do better? Is there something I can do to better support you? How can I help save you some time? How can I help us hit this goal faster? These are questions that are additive instead of. I'm just drawing out what can I actually contribute in. And that builds credibility and builds you as a resource for the boss instead of as a detractor. So you want to be an asset, not a liability. We all want to be assets for sure. I think there's things we bring to the team that are outside of our title, right? Just because of our talents, our our style and all that. And being clear on that to say, you know, Tammy, this is what you bring to these meetings. It has nothing to do with the divisions you run. It's just you as a leader. And I need you bringing that to the meeting and being clear about that because that, that I think helps the, the employee understand, am I doing what you need me to do? Because it's not just the functional area. It's the all parts of your job, your person, because that's what the boss values a lot of the time. It's not just the check the box. You run this department. A lot of people can do that. 
It's are you stepping in and, and helping solve a disagreement? Are you bringing in your perspective that nobody else has? Yeah, it's understanding our strengths and weaknesses as a team, as individuals, and also understanding the boss's strengths and weaknesses and saying, you know, here's an area where I can contribute. You know, that's a weakness. I can help with that. Bringing the boss's strengths into your team, I think, is important because that also builds that collaboration. I think it's also important to watch our words, right? Watch what you say about your boss elsewhere and watch what your bosses say. So if you have a team and you are communicating, let, let's say one level up is communicating directly to somebody and you're bypassed and it was all building you up and saying good things of, you know, Drew just said some fabulous things about you and I want to share them, right? If that person then stops by and tells Drew, Drew doesn't feel like bad about that. He feels like, oh, that's great. So it's all this kind of symbiotic relationship. So I just think it's important. Sometimes people don't think of the boss. They're only thinking about themselves and their teams, and they're not thinking that is a real person too. So I might do the reverse. What if I went and said, you know, so-and-so on my team is saying, you really made an impact, and that was really exactly what they needed to hear, et cetera. You know, it's not just sucking up or just giving, you know, gratuitous comments that are make, made up. If it's real and authentic, share it. I think sometimes people don't, and I think that's a mistake. I think humanizing the boss, that really resonates. That's a real thing, right? They have stressors. They have goals, things on their mind. They might have said something to you that you thought, oh, goodness, why'd they say that to me? Or they're driving me nuts. Well, that person is a person. So seek to understand your boss and how you can help him or her. Seek to first understand. I love that. Mm -hmm. Anticipating your boss needs, Tammy, you were talking about that plus one. I think that's a good one. I think also is, is giving early warning signs of an impending problem. Drew, you were mentioning like start off the meeting by don't worry about this or do whatever, which I love that technique. There's some bad advice. This is right here on Aim Higher. There's some bad advice that's consistently shared all throughout organizations. And it says, never bring a problem to your boss unless you have a solution. Bad advice. Bad advice. Because if you find that there's fraud going on and you don't have the solution for how to solve it, you can't keep your mouth shut. And I'm using an extreme example for a reason. No, you can go to the boss and say, I just discovered this. It may be an issue. I don't actually have a solution on this right now. I'm happy to brainstorm with you on that or have some action items, but it's so important. I needed you to be aware of it. Or it seems to me like this is important enough that I wanted to, and I don't want to drop it on your plate and leave, but I think it's really important. So Early warning signs, impending problems. Here's some things because bosses don't like surprises. If you right. know about it and they don't, right. that's not good. There, there's an art to that though, right? Because I think the reason people give that advice is I could give you a hundred things that are on my mind that are problems and 97 of them are probably my problem to figure out. So you don't want to vomit your problems on your boss. Hey, here's all my problems. I hope you can help me fix these. But those that are big ones or potential big or inner team dynamics or I'd love to be able to give everybody a checklist of here's when you go to your boss and here's when you don't and you just can't. But there is a line where it's like, mm -mm, you got to give early warning to this because they might, they might actually be able to help you too. Right. And, and part of that is the discernment to know, is this a problem that's my problem that I'm solving or is this a problem that's bigger than me? Right. Uh, but but I'm, my point is, if it's going to be the boss's problem and you know this, right. 
Right. Don't sit on it week after week after week trying to solve the problem. And then finally, after six months, you say, yeah, I've been working on this. That's not going to go well. I always like to tell people, if you share a problem, it's our problem. If you keep the problem, it's your problem. Right? I love the phrase, bad news does not get better with age. Absolutely. Mm, great quote. It's really true. Bad news does not get better with age. It just gets worse and worse. So, yeah, I think that's important. How do you develop empathy with the boss to understand the problems and the landmines the boss is is going through? Well, I think Kathy said humanize, which is the first step. It's not a title. It's not, you know, a non-human person sitting in the chair. But I think it, it goes back to asking questions. What are those things that are keeping you up at night? What are the ways that I could be helping the team? What are, what's the role you want me to play on this project? Where do you see this going? What does success look like? And what are those you know, things that you're most concerned about? And I think it's relationship building. It's the same kind of conversation that you would have with other people. Another good one. Am I on track or off track? Mm, you know, just what, what's, your, what's your view? I think that is a good one. That check-in. Don't wait for a performance appraisal. I think that's a big problem. People are, and then they build it up in their minds. Just simply ask along the way, checking in. How, how do you think I'm doing? I think that's a good thing. So what techniques backfire that would move from I'm managing up to you're sucking up and the team notices it? What would be the things that would just backfire? You know, there are two things that come to mind um, as we were thinking about this. One is telling the boss repeatedly about problems in someone else's area. So you, we were talking about this a minute ago. If it is a problem that somebody else is accountable to solve, go to that person and say, do you see this as a problem? I see this as off track. This project is not going to hit the deadline or whatever. The boss needs to know that. Do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell her? Do you want to tell him? Do you want... You know, do you want to do that? And just be honest about that. The other is overemphasizing managing up to the detriment of other relationships. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then then it's and maybe it's not even sucking up. Maybe it's just I'm spending a lot of time developing those relationships because, you know, bosses will move or change the peer that you are not paying attention to right now. Maybe not even, you know, meeting your commitments to might be your boss next year. And or they might be reporting to you and now you need them to get your projects done. So I think that's a that's a big risk. Big, big, big problem many people have is they only are focused on their manager and they are not thinking about those 360 relationships. So we'll come And back that does show up when you hear, well, that never happens when you're in the room, right? That's a clear sign of either I'm the I'm I'm kissing up or I'm putting on a front or something and I'm a totally different person. When, when you're not in the room, that is a bad sign. Yeah. It's a bad sign that's scary and it happens. And when it does, it always leads to disaster. Yes. I should add a footnote to what I said earlier. If it is a serious issue, it doesn't matter whose problem it is. If it's a serious issue, you mentioned fraud or you know harassment or a Le- yeah, any legal material issue. business risk, then that is something that overtakes you know the other lines of communication when necessary. Judgment is always going to be important. Mm-hmm. I didn't know right. we could do asterisks in aim higher. So I like this is the good. footnote. Well, no, it's not. Yes. It's a footnote. I, but footnote. I'm going to use that. I didn't know we could do that. Yes. I'm footnote going, one. I'd like to footnote <laughs> 17 previous episodes. Yes. You cite your sources. Yeah. Me. Bibliography. <laughs> cite yourself, right? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's good. What if the team notices and comes to you and says, you know, you're sucking up all the time? You know, how do you assess if they're right or if they're just jealous 
or if they're just off the mark, the team comes to you and says, you're sucking up to the boss all the time. What makes you say that, Drew? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What makes you say that? I'm going to go tell the boss about you. Right. This this awful thing. It's a red flag, right? (laughs) It it is a red flag. It it could be a red flag for you or it could be more uh, also a red flag for them that there's some kind of problem. But it definitely is a key that you have a peer-to-peer relationship. We'll take that up Mm -hmm. in a different relationship. So what's your best tip for managing up? Love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) Golden rule. Treat that person the way you would want to be treated. I honestly, my best advice was probably the first one, which is which is the plus one. Anticipate what that need is and then try to deliver on that. I think understanding the value you bring to the table in all areas and really just making sure you're, you're clicking there and, and constantly just kind of doing what is expected of you. I have another tip we haven't talked about, which is understand that your boss is not in the detail that you are in every single day. Mm -hmm. So making it easy for her to understand what you're talking about, getting to the point, bubbling it up to a higher level. That's a skill set that is really important, I think. That is so great because people call it dumbing it down and they shouldn't because it's, it's I don't have the context you have. So can you remind me? That's why you're here. So you can do your job and have all the context and then we can work on it together. The executive summary. And synthesizing information and getting to the point, it's a skill. You know, if you look at journalists and and they have to write a headline, that headline is very skillfully done and it's very difficult to do. And in the same way, learning to do the headlines for your boss and work up in an organization really is quite a skill. And I say everybody managing up should practice those headlines because – that will key them in, oh, I want to read this article and dig in deeper, or I got it. I see what that is. I would just like to add, because Tammy mentioned the golden rule. I, I love um, Dr. Tony Alessandro's platinum rule, treat others the way they want to be treated. And I would say as a, as a boss, I think we've covered that in learning their style, is treat them the way they want to be treated. And I think sometimes we do say, you know, oh, I like it this way, so you'll like it this mm-hmm. way. And then, of course, we know it it doesn't work. Right. So. Thinking about their style, and to me, that that is a key tip in managing up, is treat them the way they want to be treated. And of course, you can do that for your peers and people that work for you too, and everyone will be happier because it'll be much smoother. So an excellent discussion, I think, on managing up but not sucking up because sucking up is bad, managing up is good, and I think that everybody knows this, but do you think that's true, Drew? Or I'm just know? wondering if we have revealed all our secrets. That no, I don't Kathy's think so. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. Kathy's, Kathy's keeping them off to the side. With my poker face. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody's mentioned like buying gifts. I had a boss and I said, I'd send her this gift every year, the holiday gift. And I remember she was hilarious. And she said something like, she goes, sucking up won't help, but it sure doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we want to thank you for listening to Aim Higher. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your time. And we appreciate your investment in us as we want to invest in you. We'll catch you next week on Aim Higher. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. Until next time, remember... Don't settle for the mediocre, always aim higher.